0: Hello, potatoes. Hey, it's Keto the Potato, and welcome back to another episode of Advice with Avocado. So, before we get started, I just wanted to let everyone know that, of course, this episode is on explicit. Um, there is a trigger warning in the title, but I just wanted to double double check and just make sure that in the audio, um, I'm also going to let you know um, trigger warnings about uh, mental health. Issues. Um, so that would include depression, anxiety, um, just feeling hopeless, helpless, um, and, uh, EDs, um, a lot of just things that, uh, are related to mental health that if you aren't, um, so comfortable hearing about, uh, feel free to click off, um, and this is just me trying to tell a little bit of my story and bring a little bit of awareness to it, um, But yeah, uh, I was kind of inspired to do this because Demi Lovato recently did a Grammys performance of the song Anyone, and it truly was reflective of, you know, her times when she was struggling with her mental health and she had, um, you know, substance abuse history um, and just struggling with that. And she's been like a big inspiration and role model to me in terms of that, just because um, I feel like she's gone through a lot of things I've gone through and just Um, I can relate to her in a lot of ways. Uh, and yeah, so I decided to kind of share my story. Um, I'm not going to go like super in depth. I'm just going to like dip my toes in a little bit, just share a little bit because I've been meaning to do a mental health episode for a while. Um, I just needed to be in the right mindset to do it. Um, and I think, you know, if anything at any point in time, I think this is the moment that I want to do it. and so, yeah, if in the future I feel more comfortable sharing more, I definitely will. Um, but yeah, this is just my um, my mark, I guess, of just showing that I've gone through some stuff, and uh, i'm I think I'm ready to share it. Um, so yeah, um, I just want to start off by saying that I feel like I've had a very blessed life. I don't think I've, you know, been giving given a wrong hand. Um, i I haven't been dealt like bad cards since I was born or anything. I feel like I've been pretty, you know blessed to have such a great um, life in general. I feel very privileged. I feel, you know, I feel like there are a lot of things that are part of my life that aren't part of you know, just regular anyone's lives. And so I'm very thankful for that and very appreciative. Um, So it's not like I'm living um, a bad life. It's not inherently like horrible. um, But a lot of the things that I've gone through um, have definitely kind of, you know, just made me struggle a little bit, but also have made me um, into the person I am today. And I'm not going to say like, I, you know, wish, I don't I'm not going to say I wish that I did have mental health issues um, because obviously if I didn't have them, you know, things would be easier. But um, since I do have them, I feel like they're a very big part of my life. I do have to come, and come to terms with them and deal with them every single day. And, you know, that's just, yeah. Um, so the only really big thing in my life that... Um, really just struck me when I was a child was my parents divorcing and obviously divorce um, happens a lot nowadays and it's you know if the if the parents you know if the couple realizes that it's not working out there is no way that it can work out divorce isn't a bad thing no in, in no way am I saying that divorce is a bad thing and people shouldn't be divorcing um if you need to get out of that relationship, Please get out of that relationship. It's definitely better to be safe, um safe in your own terms rather than feeling like you need to be obligated to tie be died, be died well I'll be tied down to one person um because of holy matrimony and stuff. Um but yeah, but when I was a little kid, like for me, I just couldn't understand why my parents would divorce. I thought they were in love, I thought they were, you know, you know, they were my parents. They were supposed to be together. Um obviously now I know, like, some things just don't work out. Um, but yeah, it just really messed up with, you know, how I perceive myself. Because when you're young, and you have your parents, one of your parents leave, it's like, did they not love me? Did they, you know, did they ever love me? Or did they leave because of me? I struggle a lot with that. And there are some moments where I still think I struggle with that, where I'm like, why did she leave? And so yeah, my biological mom um, ended up leaving and she took me with her to China for about three years um which is why I can speak Chinese and you know from age five to eight I was living in a foreign country essentially I was born in the U.S. that's the first time I was living in a different country and you know people were like oh yeah all Asians probably get along like no as a Korean I kind of struggled in the Chinese community because we had a different lifestyle. It, it wasn't all the same. We didn't eat all the same foods. Um, there were just so many differences that I had to overcome while I was a different country. Um, and, you know, I was made fun of. I was bullied. I, I just felt, didn't feel like I was, you know, necessarily in a place that I wanted to be in. Um, there were lots of standards that I like academic standards that I thought I was meeting. Um, and I didn't meet them, but there were points where, um, I couldn't meet them and then I was, uh, criticized for it. Um, I struggled to make a lot of friends cause, um, uh, you know, some people just aren't nice. <laughs> um, kids are mean <laughs> and yeah, my middle, my nickname in uh, second grade was pig because, um, I was a little bit chunky back then, so that also reflected on how I viewed myself in terms of, like, you know, self-image, how I thought of my own weight, um, and just how I looked in general. Um, so just a cultural shock, academic, you know, situations, and then, you know, the way I looked. And, you know, when I came back to the U.S., I don't know, I just— I carried all of that with me as a child does and I don't know I just never felt that I was good enough um because of those things beforehand um and honestly like when I moved back to the U.S. when I was eight and from like second to about sixth seventh grade I don't remember what happened I think I would try to like block a lot of it out um but then like in seventh grade, everything started flooding back in. I just was hit by this you know, huge wave of depression. And I just started feeling kind of hopeless, um, really hopeless. Um, yeah, it wasn't just I was just sad. I just really felt like I didn't want to go on. I just didn't like what I was seeing in the mirror. I just didn't like what um, I perceived myself as. And that just was a real big struggle for me. Um, and it was weird because I had like a lot of things going for me. I had, you know, people who would seem to care about me. I was doing band. I just started band at that point and I was doing something I loved. Um, you know, academically, I was doing fine, Um I don't know. There was just that one point where I just became really emo. Um, and I, I yes, I was emo in terms of I just were all black. Um, I listened to a lot of the stereotypical emo music. I listened to My Chemical Romance. I listened to um, Black Bell Brides. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the ones I listened to. Um, I listened to like a lot of ska bands like, Skyver, um, actually, I don't know if Skyver's a ska band, but I listened to a lot of, like, screaming music, all-time low, um, a lot of, like, depression, depressing music, um, my mood, and it was just a bad time, um, and this is when I also started kind of developing my anxiety, and what I mean by anxiety is that I wasn't just nervous, it wasn't like, um, I- was nervous for a test or an event or you know something coming up. It wasn't like that. I just started becoming scared of what people thought of me and also I felt like I needed reassurance every single time I did something or um like I talked or just I just felt like I needed to check with everyone to make sure that they were okay with me being in their space, being a part of their life, being within their timeline for some reason. And that was like a big self-conscious thing for me. And it kind of spiraled, um, a little bit out of control. And I would just start shaking out of nowhere. I just started like my brain clouded, um, a lot of the times and it would alternate. So one day I would just be really, really anxious about, you know, how I'm going to get through the day. Um, If I feel like you know some people don't want me within their day, then I have to you know leave, and then how? Where do I go to? Where do I leave to? Um, I don't know. It's just a very complicated process. And then the next day, I would just be super um, apathetic. I would not care and just be really sad. And then the next day, I would be anxious because I was apathetic the day before, and I was like, "Why didn't I care the day before? I care so much now." And just it was a very like mix mixed match of emotions and it was just hard um and trying to deal with that while I'm in seventh grade while I'm going through like a lot of things as a teenager um also during that time I think I got rejected for the first time by like my crush of two years and so that was also going on um my uh my dad got remarried, just a lot of things were going on during that time period that I think my brain was overloaded and it manifested itself man, manifested itself into a lot of, you know, mental uh, problems. And there were moments where I just felt so overwhelmed. And I feel like I should have known this beforehand, but my fear of being overwhelmed started there. I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago of um, my fears. I thought I wasn't afraid of anything before because I'm not really fe- um, fearful of like physical things or or a lot of like, I'm not really, um, some people are like, I'm afraid of like, um, you know, heights or spiders or, you know, snakes, snakes. I'm not afraid of any of those things. Um, some people recently have been saying like, I'm afraid of being in a plane because I don't want someone to be in charge of my own death or like something like that. Um, and honestly, that doesn't scare me that much either. i mean, it to be unfortunate, but like, that's not a fear of mine or anything. My fear is being overwhelmed. And it really happened during that time. And whenever I get overwhelmed, I become irrational. And so those times really um, were like edge times. Like I was really on the edge. I was on a cliff. I feel like um wrong one wrong move and I would have done something um that I couldn't turn back on. Um and I wouldn't be here today. And it just it's just amazing for me now to think about those times and you know, right now I'm reflecting and how devastating it would have been for me to and for the people around me. Um if I did make the choice that I was debating on, and I'm so glad that I didn't. um, So yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to try and get emotional, but it's fine. Um, And so uh, um, for the next couple of years, I ended up um, trying to stay in control. Because if my fear is being overwhelmed, I need to be in control. I need to make sure that I can... um, kind of grasp onto everything that I want to do um and that also involved eating and so I developed uh eating disorders because I wanted to control what was going in my body and what was going out of it um that's on wrong <laughs> like in general controlling what goes in or doesn't go in um and so that was my coping mechanism for a little bit um I tried um ways to control my own body. And that didn't really work out well because I ended up just it wasn't like a relief thing for me as it is for some people. And so I just didn't go along that route. And some people um yeah, some people just don't don't believe that I went through some of the things because I don't have like, you know, scars or marks and like that's not the definition of you know what mental health does to you. it doesn't always leave a mark physically. And so, you know, just 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 FYI. Um, but yeah. And then um I went to therapy for a couple of months um in eighth grade. The school funded for actually. And at the end of the session, my therapist told me. She straight off told me um that she didn't think I was ready. She didn't think that I was good to go on. Um and she wanted to meet Uh, Outside of school, and I declined. And it's still a decision that kind of weighs on me. I feel like if I did go, maybe I'd be a little bit better off now. I'd be a little bit further along in my recovery. Um, But I don't know. I still don't know the answer to that. I'm still kind of considering going back, but um, because I've just been kind of like struggling with that, uh, struggling a little bit just in terms of like control. (laughs) And so, who knows but yeah and uh, it's not like i don't say that i'm depressed or i don't say i have depression or anxiety as often at um now i used to kind of say it a lot more when i was younger just because i wanted people to recognize that there there were other issues besides what they were seeing up front and I do sometimes, like whenever teachers give us like note cards, I do tell them like beforehand, like I have some stuff that might go on in my head. Just letting you know, um, if for some reason I feel a little bit off that day, that's probably what's going on. And right now, my um, depression, or um, more so, my anxiety comes from not being in control of my legs. And I've talked about this. Um, I sometimes like I can't I can't control my pain which is you know reasonable I can't control my pain um if I was able to control it it wouldn't be there at all um but yeah right now that's been like the most frustrating thing um I've also been really frustrated with you know academic um situations just because my grades haven't been you know the like in the same bracket as they have been before and so that's been kind of a thing for me um yeah, I think I'm okay though, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay. Like, if I'm comfortable talking about this, I think I'm okay. Um, and I think, you know, if anything, um, people will hopefully hear this and be able to relate because I've definitely watched a lot of these like um videos where people talked about their mental health and talked about you know the things that they're going through, and it's been like a reflection for me, and I wanted to do the same. Um, and yeah, if you feel like you are, you are feeling any of the emotions that I've expressed throughout this episode, um, and if you feel like you are in part of your journey to seek recovery, I have listed some resources um, in the description just for people um, to have that um, readily available. Um, and I know, like, some people are, like, I'm not going to use them or, like, no one's going to use them. No, no like, legitimately, like, I've, don't, I've never used them, but it made me feel better that they were there just so I know um, where to find them. Sometimes, you know, when you look up online, they're not, like, always present. So, you know, having it available right there um, is sometimes helpful. Like, I don't know. Like, probably it's easier to search it up, but for me, like, if I... And I'm not going to just like out of nowhere search that it has to be like someone talks about it and then I see the um, number or the website and then I kind of like consider it if people want to show what I mean um, but yeah so if that is part of your journey I encourage you to do that um, then I am in no really place to say anything because if you feel like you're not right there yet I know I wasn't comfortable talking about it until in recent years and so I probably wouldn't have wanted to hear any of this when I was younger and have people tell me, like, oh, you need to try and get better. Um, and so, obviously, that's um, part of your journey, part of the way that you respond to how you're dealing with things. And I'm going to completely respect that. Um, so, yeah. But in general, I've I've been doing better. Um I'm, I'm, I I'm feel like I'm a little bit more in control now. I don't know if it's just because I'm older and I'm now 17. Oh, fun fact. um, <laughs> I got to donate blood this past week without parental consent. And that is the most adult thing I've ever, I feel like I've ever done. Um, and so yeah, I feel like it's just becoming a close control girl helps with the control issues because, you know, I'm able to be in charge of what I'm able to do um and so yeah I feel like I'm doing a lot better than I was in seventh grade I'm not thinking about you know not being here I'm definitely not thinking about not being here I'm very happy to be on this earth and you know yeah I'm so glad that I kept going and that was the journey for me and you know I'm really thankful and I'm really appreciative of the life I have now so yeah thank you thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you made it this part, I made it this far. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I feel a little bit shovelled now. Um, but yeah, thank you so much and, um, hope you have a great day. Wishing you the best as always. Gato, rolling on out.